You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, punters, dribblers, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Uh, back for another week. We've had a bit of a, a, a you know time between drinks. Uh, obviously, we loaded you up with multiple podcasts. Three might have been the number within a week and then had to take a little bit of an extended break because Eddie was on a sabbatical to the northern part of New South Wales, otherwise known as Byron Bay. Correct. Needed to take a breather after back-to-back-to-back podcasts yeah. of Audible Gold. That's it. Audible Chocolate. Um, now, Eddie, how was Byron? Had an absolute time tom i always do yeah usually try to get up there at least once a year you're a bit of a byron baby yeah yeah no do you like to get your sort of your special hats on and you know your linen jumpsuits you know overalls and things like that look there are overalls in that part of the world that's common knowledge it's the overall capital of australia it is maybe the world yeah look day one i was in there we just had breakfast ella went to the op shop ella's a big fan of op shopping always seems to stumble across gold. I usually just seem to find myself rifling through old pairs of ripped curl board shorts. <laughs> Never have the luck she does. Anyway, no. a bloke walks in dripping in a denim uh, overalls, jumpsuit overalls set up. The full get up. The full get up. Um, and he was proud of them too because he boasted to his friends about how sick they were. Oh, really? I was thinking to myself, mm, not for you, bro. Not for you. Didn't they didn't suit him? They didn't suit him. You can not tell- many not many men on the planet, Tom, that denim overalls overalls full stop will suit no you and i probably could pull off the overall we choose not to for fashion reasons if anyone could pull off the overall tom it's you and i and certainly we've been speaking to our merchandisers at length about the potential for some hello sport overalls yeah uh, for the punter and obviously the dribbler well look whether they want to admit it or not, it is the accessory of the dribbler. Yes. Now, coming into summer, probably not the best time for it, but it is also no, a little you can, bit... You can get summer overalls. It's trans-seasonal. Because if you, don't, if you drop the top, so you just go overall only... And no shirt underneath. And no shirt, you're, you're good to go in yeah, summer. that's a breathable... D- denim, on the other hand, probably not... You know, we're not saying denim overalls necessarily no, no. punish dribbles. We'd probably go more for your linen look, wouldn't we? We would. Or, or, a, or a poly blend. Yes. Or a corduroy, maybe like a light corduroy. A light corduroy. It'd have to be a light one. Yeah. Um, but that's by the by. Byron that's by was the good. By. Byron was good. Uh, had a great time. Feeling refreshed, punish dribblers. Mm. Feeling refreshed. Nice. And now I'm with you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pumped about what has been a gigantic 10 ish days look a lot have a lot of uh of of water has passed under the metaphorical sporting bridge has it been a flood tom it seems is it the wet season (laughs) it feels like it might be a hurricane season uh monsoonal but Mm. look if Mm. i'm just if i'm just cyclones because we we are in the south ah correct forgive me and i don't want to be associated with the northern hemisphere particularly after sunday yes now just generally if we're to run through just the the general outline of what will be on the show today this podcast we've obviously got rugby league finals and a couple of rugby league stories eddie tidbits i think you and i like to refer to them as so does the punter and the dribbler i'll have you know uh obviously rugby union the world's gone mad there but we're not surprised no uh the afl grand final happened or the granny as the afl fan likes to call it which again 
blows my mind. Strange. Uh, obviously, there's a huge UFC card this weekend. In the great, in the great nation yeah. of Australia. Unfortunately, in Victoria, but in the great nation of Australia. And uh, again, dribbles from the dribbler. The dribbler likes to dribble, particularly if he's given 10 days in which to dribble. Yeah, there's a couple. You know what I mean? There's a couple. So we gotta, we got to save ourselves up, yeah. spare ourselves a little bit at the end to get some dribbler dribbles in for the dribbler. I'm pumped. If you're seeing this video, the video version, which we will be putting on, pot, uh, on the old Instagrams anyway, so you can go and see it there. But you may be wondering why it is that two gentlemen in the prime of their lives look to be... Uh, head-to-toe drenched in merino wool. Adorned in merino wool. 100% merino wool. And not just merino wool, but the finest merino wool that this land can produce, Tom. Yes. Now, some of the uh, the longer-standing punter dribblers may be thinking, oh, is it that New South Wales uh, cricket merino wool vest mm. that a punter dribbler... Stole. stole for us. In, stole it at a training and used it as a bargaining chip for, for his very grain. own baggy grain. Successfully. No, it's not that Merino wool vest. These are two Australian grade national test test cricket Merino wool vests. Now, we forgot to bring these in after our sock podcast, the mm. famous sock podcast, mm. but sock... Critically acclaimed. Sock... Such is the man and such is the legend of Sock mm. that after we finished the podcast with him, Punish Dribblers, we were like, he saw our Merino wool vest. He confirmed its legitimacy as he is a New South Wales representative That's himself. Right. That's right. And then we spoke he to him. He felt it, didn't he? He, he touched did. it in his hands and he said, just give me a feel. I want to see if this is the real deal or if this is a knockoff. Got it in the hands and just a couple of little, you know, m- Manoeuvments, movements around the fingers. You got there. Rubs of rubs of the mm. fingers. You know. And then he knew straight away. He knew straight and he away. said, just off the top of the top of the dome. Listen, boys, would you be interested in some some go- going up and experiencing the test? Well, we, we. I think I think Eddie, if I can correct you just slightly. Yeah. I think that we then shared with him. You're right. Our dream. We're, you're right. We'd had a couple of beers. We'd had a couple of beers. That's and we right. just shared a dream. To be honest, not even thinking that Sock was... We weren't asking for anything. No, we were sharing, we were sharing a dream. Dreams. A common dream. Yes. A dream we've had since... Day dot. Since I came out of the womb. Correct. Sounds silly, but it's not. It's not. Because cricket was on because it was summer when yeah. I was born. And I looked up and I said to mum, I'd love I'd to love one, to one day. day get one of those. So we, we told Sock of this dream. And he just basically, within five seconds of the dream being revealed, said, I can get you two of those. Calls his mum in that in the room, gets mum on the blower, basically tells mum and dad Steve Sr., if I remember correctly, to get the training kit down from the attic. He needs a couple of merino wool vests for some throbbers. Well, that's exactly how it went. And to add a little bit more gravy to the story, if mm. I may, yeah. Sock... Um, in dealing with his parents, made me realise that even if you reach the tippy top of the sporting landscape in this nation, yes. which is the test jersey, the yes. test, the baggy green, the merino wool, Tom, if you do reach the tippy top, you're still a normal bloke, right? You're still he's, your parents' boy. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, Steve, we can't be bothered. We're busy this week. But what do you need it for, darling? What do you need it for? Well, doesn't matter what I need them for, Mum. Get them out of the attic. 
and and send them down to Sydney. Well, I don't know if they're in the attic. Well, ask your father, ask dad. Dad, are they in the attic? I don't know, mate. Busy this weekend. Your mother and I got a bit on. And back and forth it went, and back and forth it went. It was a lovely, until sweet, st- it was, it was a normalising exchange of a man who obviously we held aloft on a pedestal, rightly so, yes. for representing the, the great nation of Australia in Test cricket. But it absolutely just normalised the man and went, you know what, I've had that exact same bloody conversation with my parents exactly. a it million was, times over. It wasn't until he threatened to go down there, Tom, and, re- and remove them from the attic and send them himself that action... He wasn't taking no for, for an answer from, from either mum or dad. And before you know it, two, three days later, well, we're in Marino. Well, we woke up the next morning nursing hangovers and there was an ex- exchange of messages between Tom and myself saying, look, I'm pretty sure that that was a pipe dream. Yes. Because you don't dare to dream of dreams being fulfilled. No. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. Sock backs it up again. Listen, boys, spoke to mum. They should be here in a couple of days. And now... Now you see us in Merino wool test cricket vests. How many people have worn a test Merino wool vest? Played in. Played in, punters, dribblers. These have been played in. So there's dirt on on one of them. There's a bit of blood, I think. Such was, you know. And I'll give you the hot tip, because we have been wearing that New South Wales one, and it doesn't hold a fucking candle to these ones. No, and that's no disrespect. Baggy, green-worthy gesture, but this is obviously trumped. Yeah, and we won't be wearing that one anymore. Sorry. No. It is now just a, an ornament in the background yes. of this podcast. And ornaments are important. Oh, it's a respected ornament. Ornaments are special. Yes. I mean, the Don's an ornament yeah, now. He's an ornament to the game. And, exactly. this, and that's an ornament to the podcast. Yes. And so, we appreciate it. But um, now we're in Merino Wool, baby. Test cricket, t- yeah. test cricket version. But again... If, if the punter and the dribbler just feels like thanking Sock on our behalf, I wouldn't think that was too out of, no, it's out not. of order. No, it's not. Because if, if, if we're happy, if Tom and I are happy, then you'll be happy. That's it. Because our, our produce will be of better grade, yeah. better standard. Yeah. So if you want to reach out to Sock and thank him on behalf of you, the punter and the dribbler, then I think that'd go a long way in his book. All right, punters, dribblers. So we have what we predicted a Milk Chooks grand final. Uh, look, Raiders Rabbitohs was a good game, but it certainly, when I was watching that, I was like, well, the Roosters will beat the fuck out of any team who wins this game. Mate, the, the grand final was on Saturday night. You would, if you were putting your hard earned on it, that would be a safe bet. But. Sport throws up miracles. It does. From time to time. And there's been a couple this year already. Yes. So I'm so, not I'm not prepared to say that the grand final is au fait accompli, Eddie, if I can throw in some different language that I don't know. But I also sort of am. But I sort of am as well. And I tell you why. That rooster's defense, that chooky defense is Ridiculous. Well, see, the Raiders' defense was pretty pretty hectic as well. Uh, did you watch the Rabbitohs' yeah. game? Well, I watched the first half. Did you see that tackle that Hodgson made on Cody Walker when he was going over the line and yes. stripped him? Yes. That's wild behavior. Yeah, yeah. That's wild, wild behavior. And then their goal line defense in general. Hodgson's a wild boy. He's a wild boy. Look, mate, I'm not I'm not discrediting the Raiders' uh, defense. It's unbelievable. But the Roosters' defense is just as yes, good, well, and they have a better attack. That's what I think it is. So both defenses are good. But, but you the, need rock-solid yes, defense. I don't think the Raiders have attack. 
You know, like that, that game not against, like chalk attack. Not, that game against South, like they scored the tries they scored were sort of like out of the blue rather than oh, this is well crafted attack. I don't want to knock Aiden Caesar because sure he's a great bloke, Eddie, but mm. doesn't seem to me like a premiership winning halfback. Look, if you go back through the annals of premiership winners, Tom, mm. certainly back in you know in the last decade, I think this article I'm referring to was, Sterlo sort of lays out the premiership winning halves, the sevens. And the only one that wasn't fucking elite at his craft was Chad Townsend, Chad from Chad. Chad from Chad. So it happens from time to time. Maybe Aiden is the Chad of this scenario. It but be. what Sterlo a great, a two or three-time premiership winner? Two or three, maybe four. Definitely a two-time Dalian winner. Uh was pointing out was that you need an elite half generally to get the chockies. Yes. Now, when you're facing up against Cooper Cronk, who's going for a three-peat. Can I just get you the Cooper Cronk stats? These are r- r- ridiculous, right? And I know you probably all heard him punish dribblers, but he's made... No, there's nothing wrong with hearing delicious stats yeah, again. That's it. Now, Cooper Cronk has made nine grand finals in 16 seasons. This will be his fourth grand final in a row. If he wins next Sunday, it's or this coming Sunday, it's his third grand final win in a row. He's won the Dally M twice. He's won the Cl- he's won the halfback of the year five times, and he's won a Clive Churchill medal and a Golden Boot. He's won seven out of the eight Origin series he's played in, and the only one that he lost was when he had a broken arm and missed the decider. Jesus Christ. Like that's and obviously not at any stage is he the greatest halfback of all what time. What decider did he lose? Uh, I think it was the two thousand the, the the drought break at twenty fourteen. But we won in the we won. We didn't win the decider. Well, maybe he was out for the second game, missed the second two games, played the first game. I think he broke his arm in the first game. Right. Okay. That would um, make sense. That would make more sense. Um, that is that's ridiculous. ridiculous. That's probably the greatest resume of any footballer ever. It'd have to be up there. Well, like if you think about it, I think he's he's got the second most grand finals of all time behind. Did you say nine of sixteen? Yeah, nine of sixteen. So he's missed five and seven. Good math, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> seven. Um, but he's what sixty percent of of but, seasons he's gone to the GF. Yeah, but also. How many years would those have been uh, like grand final qualifiers that he lost? You know what I mean? Like he's been there or thereabouts mm. every single year, except probably for like the one where they got stripped and had to, they came last automatically. Like it's, again, probably the most decorated resume of all time. He's, I'm pretty sure I read today, second most grand finals ever, equal with uh, like Ron Coote or someone from South. But he's only beaten by those St. George guys that played 11. <laughs> In a, in a non-professional era. When they, what, yeah, 11 in a row? Yeah. So, so like, really, in the modern era, to do, to do that is absolutely ridiculous. He is ridiculous. He is ridiculous. He is ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. And still, funnily enough, even with that resume, like, and people go, well, you've got to have him in the conversation. And I go, well, no, you don't. No. He's not in the conversation for the greatest half ever. He's no. not He's not in the conversation. He might. Will be- he be an immortal now? No. But... They've changed it, and they're letting more in. Dude, so he's, maybe he's not. But like the immortal that you and I know of, like that mold, he's not. He's not an immortal. I think immortal is still based on your your playing. No, but I'm saying if they're letting two in every five years, yeah, it's not it's not Cooper. 
and I'm pretty sure you've got to like you've got to be retired. Well, he's for not. Five well, he's years. certainly he's certainly not in there in front of fucking your Smiths, your Thurstons, your Lockyers. I would say Slater would be in there before Slater. him. Slater. I'd pick Inglis in there before him. Would you? Yeah, because it's about how good he is. Yeah, I get you. I get you. That's what the that's what you got to pick it on. But he's there. He's probably after Inglis. He's not. He's not in. No, but I'm, he's not in. I'm no. saying in the order. If you had to rank them, he's certainly below Inglis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's, he's not. not an, he's no, not no, coming. No, no, no. Sorry, bro. You're not getting in. Well, he's the rung below. We've always that's it. said. We've always said it, dude. But that is not. That's an elite. That's an immortal level resume. It's an immortal resume. But you're not an immortal. Well, you've played with two teams clearly cheating, so it's you know. <laughs> You've just followed the money, Cooper, yes. which is the only mark against your name. Hey, respect, though. I, look, I'm not taking anything away from him. Well, it's it's like working in a fucking, you know, a nice bank, like working at Macquarie Bank or something, instead of working at the local Dubbo branch, yes. which would be West Tigers, yes. for example. Yeah. No money, whereas roosters are like Macquarie Bank Macquarie and Bank. all the might and power that they possess. And you know, you you know versus the local You're brand. related to the to maybe the boss and so there's you know, you're getting all the perks, you're yep. getting paid very you're well. You're his nephew perhaps. You're getting access to all the best training and yep. opportunities. Yes. Whereas out You're of, fast tracked. Your career is fast tracked. Whereas out of the Dubbo branch Yeah. You're in the C suite when you're thirty one, that's Cooper. Where Dubbo branch it's it's a hard long road towards the day when they close the branch and now you don't have a job. And, and you've now got to go and door knock at Macquarie Bank or in, in the Big Smoke trying to get yourself a Well, job. I don't even know if you'd make it to the Big Smoke. I don't know if you have had the, you'd have the money. Maybe you get all your possessions, you hop onto the train, you go down to the Big Smoke and you die on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and Cooper just hasn't had to face hardship like no. that. So, you know. Uh, Certainly not, not. not. Is that the, is that a, is what is there a bigger silver spoon? Yeah, I mean playing behind Smith, Smith and, and then Slater. and then having Slater there and Bellamy English, and that Bellamy. set up. Yeah, and then, and then, then going to the Roosters <laughs> with that team, Trent which is Robinson, basically the Australian side. Trent Robinson, Tedesco. He Peary. went from he went from playing with the Australian captain to playing in the other team with the now Australian captain. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got the best player in the world again, in Tedesco, in Tedesco, after having best player in the world in Slater <laughs> or Smith. <laughs> and then he's probably got the second and third best players in the world around. Like Latrell Mitchell and bloody, uh, you know, and Luke Keary, an absolute Luke Keary, freak. Joey Manu. Anyway, let's not get bogged down into it. Uh, but you I, get our point. You get our strippers. point. On the milk, yeah. Ricky Stewart, just the most emotional little man that could. Oh, because Ricky's ridden the absolute rugby league roller coaster, and I know there's a lot of R's in that, and it wasn't alliteration intentionally. But Ricky's ridden the rugby league roller coaster already, he big has. time, big He's, time. No one's ridden it like Ricky. No, no, Ricky's bitten down and ridden this bitch up and down. First wins a grand final first year in a grand as a coach. Then, then he loses the next, the next two, two with a side that shouldn't that should have. have won both. So of then them. Ricky goes from hero to villain, Absolutely. and people start going Ricky. Mate, you're not that good. What's going on? This is just inheriting fault. a good team. Yeah, piss off, you're out. And then I can't remember where they went to. The, I think he went to the Sharkies, got him to the grand final qualifier. They lost, and then again, seasons up and down in in the top eight, out of the top eight. They went to Parramatta, sacked half their roster, then got sacked. Or then no, no then, then he just quit. Yeah, that's right. He got offered the Canberra job, and he was like, "Laters, I won prems down there, so I'm this off." This is my dream. Yeah. I'm out. And, and Parramatta's like, well, we've now got 15 players. <laughs> so what the hell are we doing? 
thank you, Ricky, but what the fuck? He's gone out there. Raiders almost made the grand final and then got done by the storm because Edric Lee forgot how to catch the ball. That was in 2016, I believe. You can do all that one for yourselves. Punish dribbles, but I believe 2016. Um, had a lot of seasons finishing ninth. He like, loved, loved ninth. He loved ninth, loved has, 14th, has loved a, 11th. Has, real love affair with those sort of numbers yeah. south of or north, south or north, whatever, of of eight. Love certainly nine. south, uh, but numerically north. Also loved losing nail biters. Loved to lose a nail biter. I'm, oh, th- yeah. I'm thinking like 32-30. Yes, absolutely. But after winning 32-8, yeah. after being ahead 32-8 yeah. or 30-8, yeah. you lose 32-30. Yeah. Uh, in suspicious circumstances, con- contra- controversial, controversial not suspicious. That's misleading. Controversial yes. circumstances. Um, but Ricky, you know, he likes to, and also just the general struggle with trying to recruit players to such a, uh, a shithole. No offense to Canberra fans. Uh, well, you know what he's done? He's gone kid. to similar shitholes in England. That's how he's That's done he it. Well, he's got shithole for shithole, but more money. Holes. But more money. More money and 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 play not, in the NRL. You get away from and get out of. I'm going to get you out of your shithole. Yeah. So this your shithole is a massive shithole. Come to another shithole, but closer to glorious. Closer places. to nice spots. Yeah. Now, I mean, you could say that Europe is on the doorstep of plenty of shitholes in England, but maybe it's a bit more of an adventure and a shithole. Right? Well, you get. Well, look. Everyone that plays in the Super League, whether they want to admit it or not, dreams of playing the NRL. That's it. Do you know what I mean? You've got the NRL carrot. If you play in the NBL, don't tell me you don't want to play in the NBA, bro. That's it. Don't lie to yourself. No. If anyone actually looks you in the eyes and goes, no, mate, I'm actually pretty comfortable playing for the Kings. Then no. I'd, I'd encourage you to go and watch the Sydney Kings social media page yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and tell me if that's what you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you tell me. You tell me. So he's offered him more money and he's offered him a chance at glory. Yeah. In a slightly better shithole. Yeah. And I think it makes sense. And I love their English players, dude. John that's Bateman's what he's a, done. John Bateman's a throbber. Yeah. Elliot Whitehead's a throbber. Hodgson. Throbber. Hodgson is a throbber. Uh, and there is no doubting that they are a huge part of why that team is throbbing. Absolutely. But I, I just to finish on Ricky... Rugby league needs Ricky to be a winner this Sunday. 100%. Don't you think? Yes, dude. 100%. The rugby league community needs Ricky to be a winner. The game needs it. Because Ricky is... Rugby league. He, he is rugby league. He is the... He epitomizes everything about it. Yeah. Right? He's coated head to toe he's in rugby league. Hard on his sleeve. He doesn't. He doesn't have a poker face with him. No. Cooey. And since two thousand and two, it's been a long, disappointing road. road. I mean, let's not forget how devastating it was that he didn't win an Origin series. Oh, like after and <laughs> mate, he bleeds blue. <laughs> oh my god! If he's not bleeding blue, he's bleeding green. Mate, and- no, I've never seen anyone more passionate. Remember, Soward went and scored that try one game. Two then we went up and lost at Suncorp, whatever. He was a mess in yeah. the box afterwards. Tears. He was being interviewed after the game when they beat South. They have just made the grand final. And he's been saying he'd give back premierships he's won <laughs> to win a GF with these boys. And they've asked him that after the game. And they were like, so you've said you, you know, you're prepared to lose a grand final, lose some of your old premierships to win one uh, this weekend with this team. Why, what do you mean by that? Why is that? And he's like, he gets all emotional. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He's just like, because I just, I just do. 
I just do. And you're like, oh, shit, Ricky's choking up here straight up to the game. Like, he's a wreck. But a proud rugby league wreck. You he's know a, what I mean? It's exactly what he is, a proud rugby league wreck. And that's what you want. That's- I, I love Ricky. Mate, you want to follow anyone into battle. And it's- when I say battle, I mean the big dance. Yes. The biggest battle there is. Exactly right. Then you want to follow Ricky. It's Ricky. It's Ricky or nothing. Um, Ricky will have those boys up and about. Don't you worry about that. They'll, they'll be up and about. I hope he. I just hope Ricky can keep himself calm during the week and keep the boys calm during the week, Eddie. Because I know, and this is an old rugby league adage. Yeah, maybe even just a sporting adage. If you no, it was birthed in rugby league. But you don't want to play the grand final too early. No, you don't. And you know, I mean, like, because there's if if you play the grand final before you get there, mm. I mean, you've already played the game. Well, that's it, mate. You know what and, I mean? And look, you're not going to be able to play that twice. You can't that's play the, a That's the toughest twice. 80 minutes of footy that no, that's you're it. likely to play. That's it. Origin maybe up there, but I mean, it's a GF, baby. It's this a is, pinnacle. This is dream That's what stuff. they all want to win. This is dream stuff. You want to if, say say to a player, what would you want to win in the game? They'll all say grand final. 100%. They'll all say grand final. So this is the biggest stage there is, punters and dribblers. Uh, I think, I trust Ricky will get him right because he's been there and he's done it that's and he's it. lost a couple. Yep. Okay, True. so he knows. He's been there. He He's knows been, how to boy he, the boys. He knows the lay the of the land, Tom. He knows the lay of the land. Yeah. That's why, punters, dribblers, you can't you can't look past the milk no. this weekend. Now, obviously, all signs point to Chooks. Do but I'll remind you of this. Hasn't been done in the modern era. By modern, I mean the NRL era. Hasn't been done, okay? Which means it's not easy to do. The Storm, who were cheating by almost two salary caps, couldn't do it with one of the greatest sides ever assembled, unable to. Now, from where I'm sitting, Tom, with everything we've just talked about, I think there might be a miracle on the cards. Yeah. A rugby league. A rugby league miracle. miracle. Uh, With Ricky... As the, the centerpiece yeah, of it. Yeah, as the master and commander yeah, of, of, a miracle. This, of this milk miracle. Yeah. If anyone's orchestrating a milk miracle, it's the master and commander. It's the milky, man, milky bar kid himself, and yeah. that is Ricky Stewart. <laughs> uh, so we've been on the milk train. The second Manly got robbed, and uh, let's be honest, just, just before I go on, had Manly not been robbed, we'd be in the grand final because we're better than the milk were against you know what I mean mate we went down to Canberra two weeks before and got the job done we got the job done with no cattle yeah so I'll look, give you the hot tip if we not, weren't look, if we weren't robbed we'd be in the we'd be in the, the big dance and it'd be a whole different podcast we'd literally we wouldn't be talking about Ricky no we'd be the doing rugby it, league wreck we'd be doing this from a hospital bed <laughs> such would be the overwhelming nature of this grand final um, but that is rugby league from a final sense Eddie I'm tipping the milk purely on vibe purely on emotion that's how you and I do our best punting yes vibe emotion um Unqualified opinion. Essence. Unwavering bias. Yeah. I like the milk. I like them. I like them. Um, well, I was going to say, what do we like them by? Two? One? Four? Can we get a correct score for the punter and the dribbler? Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, we certainly need to put something into our sort of our checky bet special. Let's go Clive. Love the Clive. Clive's... Clive's thug. Yeah. Let's go to Clive. Okay, so if, if the milk get the chockies, which we think they will. I'm going to say John Bateman Clive. 
21 bucks. Dude, I'm le- that's value punters, dribblers. John Bateman, Clive. Johnny Bateman to win the Clive. Before we move on completely, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Um, happy to happy to talk. Happy to give some thoughts if that's all right. Yep. Uh, now the Brisbane Broncos are reportedly looking at Matt Lodge as their future skipper. I heard that, and I thought to myself, is is there any uh, f- truth in this, so, or is it just people going? Well, there's a bit of a uh, Justin dearth, Hodges, who's bit of a dearth of leadership up there. Uh, uh, Justin Hodges, who I think is an assistant coach up there, came out and was like, "All the players like want him to want him to be captain, or like a backing him for it." He's come out and been like, "Look, if that's what they want, I'll do it." Now, Matt Lodge for the uninitiated and the the uh, wildly uneducated punter and dribbler was well, the, the punter and the dribbler who's been living under a rock, Tom. That would be a metaphorical rock or otherwise. I don't even know if it's metaphorical. This would have to be a physical. This is rock a at this literal point. physical rock, a rugby league rock. If you've gone out bush for like the last two years, I'd say two to three. Then you get a pass. Yes. If not, then shame on you. Shame on you. So he was arrested in America on a drunken uh, prescription medication-induced rampage through mm. New York. Oh, it was a rampage. Threatened to kill people, broken or family home, threatened to kill people in there as well, smashed everything up. Yeah. There was a lot of threats to kill. Plenty of threats to kill. Now, he's in Rikers Island prison for like a couple of weeks. It was a fucking ordeal. <laughs> He set up a payment plan, I believe, with the family for some sort of, uh, you know, remuneration for yes. uh, damages, well, both look, to the property look, and mental. Look, there were damages incurred. Yes. Uh, you correct to the property, but more so, I think, to the 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 mind. Yes, which psychological damages, which can historically be harder to treat. Um, look, sometimes a bit they, of jip rock isn't going to fix those problems. No, a bit of putty not always <laughs> suitable on the mind. Um, look, there may be mind putty that I haven't heard of, but you, you, you sort of you cut and <laughs> yeah, dry. Yeah, yeah. Builders putty generally doesn't do the job. No, 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 no. Your sellies, yes, sellies not always going to help with that. Not with the head noise. No, uh, not with Matt Lodge. Matt Lodge induced juice head, head noise. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hard to putty over. Now, <laughs> haven't you proven wrong? But yes, but where we get to is that payment plan um, is in, in effect. In effect, I would I would hope that he's meeting his uh, court imposed uh, payments. I believe he is, okay. and I think it's coming out well, that's of his contract. A, that's not a bad just... starting point. But from where I'm sitting, Tom, and from where I'm sitting, the Brisbane Broncos used to be used to be the diamond of the NRL in some respects. You yes. know what I mean? Something that the NRL could hang their hat on. They were we've got Brisbane the Manchester on lock- United. Yeah, we've got Brisbane on lockdown. They've got shitloads of coin. They've got development out the arse. Everyone loves them. Huge crowds. Huge memberships. Fucking everyone got around them. People, like, people from New South Wales used to go for the Broncos. You know what I mean? Don't forget that. Back in the glory days, early late 90s, early 2000s. We know 2000s, a couple of losers who yes, still go for them. We do. We know. I know some that have defected. I know that's, that go for them. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. Yes. Right? But in darker times, and these are dark times, mm. don't make no mistake about no. it, I don't think that they should be looking to make them darker. And by darker, I mean, look, he might be a great bloke around the boys, Okay. And he might be a great leader, but 
it's not the leader they need right now. I don't think. No. Because I think that Matt brings baggage and baggage can weigh you down. Yes. Like an anchor. Well, often, you know, when you catch a flight, you're only allowed a certain amount of baggage to yeah. board the flight. That's right? right. Like Matt's rocked up with three or four bags. Yeah. Yeah, and you could you you didn't buy any luggage. No, You've you only got hand luggage, Matt. And okay. now you're trying to bring now you're trying to bring five enormous suitcases on. But that's just not that's not allocated for one individual. That's right. And rugby league baggage is the the average rugby league player is afforded extra baggage, such as the the nature of the rugby league player to have. Yes, generally they are, but... Generally they have a lot more baggage than maybe they're just... They're not yet. always allowed to bring it on board. Well, certainly not into the captaincy cabin. Look, he's trying to bring his luggage into first class, and yeah. there's just no way. There's no way. Now listen, I want to play devil's advocate here for Matthew, because I feel that someone needs to, mm-hmm. in this uh, very negative uh, rugby league world, where Gordon Tallis is saying people hand back their memberships, tear up their memberships, things of this nature. Is now, that what he's saying? Yeah. I think that's a bit much. Well, again, he works for media companies, so they've got to say this sort of shit. Cash for comment? Well, that's not exactly what that is, but... What is that? Cash for comment is where, like, uh, we're getting paid on the sly by uh, a company and we're just talking them up. Okay. This is Gordon is paid money for his opinion. He's selling papers. And so he gives his opinion. Picture Thank you. Right. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, Matt, a couple of years ago he did this, right? He was on... Because a lot of people have said, well, mate, I wouldn't do that when I was fucked up. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't either. But just, again, playing devil's advocate, he was on prescription medication and he was shit-faced and he has a problem with boozing. And, you know, you, we all know those people who, when they get drunk, turn into massive assholes. Again, I don't find that an excuse for those people. I actually really don't like those people when they become assholes and they're drunk. Mm. And people make excuses for them. You go, oh, mate, it's just because he's pissed. You're like, yeah, bro. Well, either don't drink or don't act like that. But he has come back seemingly trying to right wrongs. He's got a kid. He's got a payment plan. He was on prescription meds, which can historically send you a little cuckoo, certainly when mixed with booze. So I'm wondering whether if if the players see that he's – if they want him to be the captain and the coach – now, I know Seabold seems like he's really lost a bit of polish off the, uh, the coach of the year shine that he got in 2014 or 15 or 16 or 17 or 18. I think it was 18. It was we definitely 18 because it was last year. <laughs> it was last year. Yeah. You know, Seabold seems like he's lost he's lost his shine a little bit, right? He's definitely lost his shine. But he, if he thinks that, you know, like if all these people are going to back Matt Lodge, I actually kind of think it's a nice – It's it could be a positive. Look what this guy's been able to do. He's a complete fuck-up. Yes, Look, I agree with you, but the world's not that logical. No. It's not. Matt logical. It's not. It, <laughs> no. And I just I just don't think it's the right time for something like this. That's my opinion. It could be it could still be a bit soon. Just after the fucking debacle that they had this season, ups and downs, so much infighting, fighting a board level, player level, they got absolutely towed up, biggest loss in their history a couple of weeks ago. Might just be a bit soon. I, your points are valid. Valid points, great points. Love a redemption story. I'm not anti-redemption, no. punters, dribblers. No, fuck don't, don't think I, for, for one second that I would ever be anti-redemption. 
What I'm saying is I don't know if it's the right time for this redemption story because I know that the world is sort of fucked up and that people are going to take it this way. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Take we it to negative off. town. Maybe we leave the redemption. Take it to negative town. Yeah. Let's maybe just give a give someone the captaincy for a year or two. I'm not saying he doesn't get it. I'm just saying keep working hard, keep your head down, keep grinding, keep leading. Yeah. Because it hasn't been that long since, since you, no. the incident. In fact, I think this is his second season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go and get the work in. Yeah. He's not that old either. No, he's not. So, like, just keep plugging away, bruh. Yeah. Keep doing the right thing. Keep paying that payment plan. Yeah. And then keep I chipping away at keep, that debt. Yeah, chipping away at that debt, both metaphorical and, and financial. Yes. And then I think you start to look at okay, look, he's look at the look at the hard work he's put in over a period of time. I Earn it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think twenty four months is enough. You haven't earned it yet. That's my opinion. No, I think that's fair. And so I think the NRL, who are probably listening, and so Seabold, <laughs> uh, are probably going to now make that decision. But if they do bring him in next year. It's probably just still a bit red hot for old Lodgy. It's a bit raw. It's a bit raw for old Lodgy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like trying to go again after you've just been. The podcast this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chili flavors are sure to get your taste buds punting and dribbling. Bareback's very first creation, the original collection, provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. The perfect salt blend, coupled with Bareback's secret ingredients, allows it to be a huge favourite. Cold smoke for six hours using the unique Bareback method. Their smoked chilli is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. The simple oaky flavour, heightened by the addition of their secret spices, provides a truly rare and delicious flavour. Now, special offer for the punters and dribblers who listen to Hello Sport. You go to www.barebackbiltong.com.au and put in the promo code Hello Sport. That's one word, capital H and a capital S, and you'll get a discount on your Biltong. And that Biltong, Eddie, is delivered across the country. Uh, rugby Union, Eddie. Yeah. The Rugby Union world's gone mad. So... Obviously, since we did our last podcast, Reese Hodges suspended for three weeks. Would have been six. Would have been six if it wasn't for the fact that he was well-behaved, apparently. Now, Reese Hodge, obviously the man with the worst cadence in uh, for wingers in world rugby. But any, any merit in him getting punished for poor cadence? Well, now, I didn't want to... If you've got positive cadence, does that equal... Uh, forgiveness. Well, does that maybe at least see you uh, viewed a little more glowingly in the eyes of that's the right. TMO or the yeah. match review committee? That's uh, right. You know what, Eddie? I couldn't rule that out. I honestly couldn't rule that out, and that's obviously possible. But to have him suspended for three weeks, did you see how mauled he got by that Fijian <laughs> bloke? He got thrown. Yes, I did. He got absolutely pumped. And He got pumped. He got pumped. And the Fijian guy, like, obviously... I have. I'm still yet to see an angle where he's. Actu- I've actually seen anyone get hit in the face. Like I can't. I'm not sure if I'm missing the angles, but it seems like the only angle I'm being shown is the front-on one where the Fijian bloke is running towards the vision, the camera, mm. and Hodge is just getting tossed aside unceremoniously as he comes across to try and affect what was just a pretty how you go and tackle. It was. That's exactly what it was. It was how you going, and his cadence got. Got him found out. His cadence got the better ca- of it. You know what I mean? He came in at the wrong speed. If he was a little quicker, 
coming at the wrong speed and the wrong angle. Yeah. And Cadence will do that to yes. you. Yes. And he got found out and he got exposed. And so to turn around and and threaten six weeks because he got pumped. I mean, the bloke's already humiliated enough as it is. Like, talk about kicking a man while he's, <laughs> he's down. down. Jesus Christ. And so that aside, he's now suspended six weeks. And obviously the uh, rugby union uh, diehards, specifically, I'm going to shout out my cousin Hamish here, who is just on his literal soapbox all over social media with different photos and bloody putting up statuses you know you know what i you know what i will say you know what i will say i think that the the facebook status goes hand in hand with the rugby union dribbler 100 percent. they all do it they all do it they all do it. the rugby union dribbler loves to put up a long status about the state of the game yep and how it can be fixed and and give their two cents and give what's wrong and often they'll put a photo evidence of like if necessary if necessary and so that's what he's done well they're building a case they're they're facebook lawyers yes that's it they're facebook rugby union uh dribblers yes and what i saw from uh my cousin and Hamish today or yesterday, Dior, was a photo of Samu Karevi who against the Welsh uh, fly half who seems like the biggest bitch in world sport. I have his name here because it needs to be mentioned because he's, Reece a, he's a loser. Reese Reese Patchell. Reese Patchell, biggest loser in world sport. Who I was told today, punters dribblers, has been knocked out twice this year because he's got such awful tackling technique. There you go. So Doesn't Hamish, know how to tackle. So there's a photo of Karevi bumping off Reese uh, Patchell, and then a beta red nut, a beat, an absolute beta red nut, a weak beta red nut, and then there is one of uh, Bowden Barrett, I believe Dior, which Barrett it is, but he's running with the ball and he's forearming a guy in the face. Now my cousin has made a good case, Hamish the rugby union dribbler McGilvray, mm. but I don't understand now where rugby is in my mind like it just seems like the whole thing's a shit show it's an absolute shit show they're like well we're protecting the head well are you though he's tackling high what do you mean you can't bump a guy off he's holding the ball he's holding the ball mate if you look if you're desperate and you're in trouble and you want to take someone out like let's say dan carter's still playing right for example and he's just carving up a world cup just dive it in with your head and you'll See you later. That's it, right? Because he's made contact with your head. Doesn't yeah. matter if I fucking dove into him. Nah, stiff shit. Because that's exactly what this is. Yes. Your head, Reese's head, Reese Patchell, the loser, the, the red beta nut beater, he got it so wrong that his head was in the wrong place at the wrong, at the time, wrong time. Right? That's Reese's fault. Reece, Not Karevi's. No. Karevi's running the football. Karevi can't control where Reese's head is. No, no that's, that's what I'm saying. Has, what. What is Karevi meant to do? Is Karevi meant to drop his arms below Reese's head? Or is Karevi meant to like lift his arms above his head and just like chest him? No, because it's probably still contact with the head. You can't chest the head. Look, I, he's almost got to stop. You just can't run into the player. Not if, not, if, not if the head is hit, basically. That's pretty much the letter of the law. Like you can't, the head, anything to do with the head is no, 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 no. But only from... But the problem for me is that that, that Reese Hodge hit the head as the tackler, right? But or Reese was Reese was bumped with the forearms. But Reese's head was bumped. I'm not sorry. There's sorry. There's two Reeses. There's a Reese Hodge with horrible cadence, and, and then Reese Patchell. Reese Patchell. So we'll call him. We'll call him Rednut. Rednut Reese. So there's Rednut Reese who got hit in the head with the forearms, and then there's Cadence Reese who may have touched the face. 
basically, if you touch the face of another... Whether you're attacking or defending. Attacking or defending, then you're off. And you could be wiped out of the World Cup. That's my understanding of it. Which is ludicrous yes. in the extreme. In the extreme. But what are they? What are they trying to clean up? I didn't. I wasn't aware there was any issues. There wasn't. They are fucking this up so badly, and they're getting involved in the game. Like rugby's already stopped. Start, bro. Mate, rugby union is the most policed, fucking over refereed game on the planet. On the planet. Yeah. To the point where sometimes it's unwatchable. Watchable. So this shit is just adding to, you know. It's only compounding the fucking issue. And there are... Which is that sometimes it's unwatchable. Yeah. And if you can't even tackle anyone or run into contact, then I'm not watching. <laughs> no, I'm not watching, bro. If someone's going to be devastating and starts fucking people up and being an animal like Karevi was, yeah. that's what I'm watching for, that's bro. That's what you want. If you're taking that away because Rednut Reese the beater, <laughs> who's a fucking loser can't tackle right and has been knocked out twice this year because he can't tackle then mate what are we supposed to do like what if Reese leans over and right and tries to tackle a bloke around the legs which you do in rugby union all the time and gets it wrong because he's a loser and he's a beater can't and knocks tackle. himself out on someone's hip what are you supposed to do then oh sorry mate take your hip out of the way you can't bloody make contact nope, with Reese's nope. head sorry mate take your hip out or if he if he gets it wrong again and, and takes a knee to the face sorry mate can't run with your knees take your knees off like what, what are, are we, we talking doing? about, mate? Reese is a loser who got it wrong. Reese should be sent off. Yeah, Reese should have been sent off, whether in a stretcher, if he's been concussed again, or whatever. I, I tell you what, if you can't tackle properly, all right? That's on you. Then you're not allowed to play. No. Because there's going to be injuries. Yeah. If you know how to tackle properly, like Michael Hooper, who feeds people, yeah. has he ever been injured? No. No. Not the a guy, problem. The guy's literally, he's been injured once in his entire career, I'm pretty sure. Remember that when you were a young boy, they go, mate, you keep tackling all that, you're going to break your neck. Yeah. You'd always get Heads worn. in the wrong place. Yeah. And then you'd fix it. Yeah. Reese is, red nut Reese, he should be given the same warning. Yeah. Fix it or you're not playing anymore. You tackle like that again and we're taking you Because you're, you're a liability. Yeah. And then they check everything, right? So they're checking every tiny little tackle bump. Did his arm go up here? Did his arm go up there? And then they get an intercept try, the Welsh, and their halfback's dead set standing in our fucking line. Like, (laughs) there was no way that he was onside. Like, that guy'd have to be the quickest man alive to have got to that ball on time. And he didn't look like Usain Bolt. No, he didn't look like Usain Bolt. And I'm not, I'm just just purely on the eye test. Couldn't see any Usain eye in test. Him. Eye test, not Usain. But somehow, he's gotten there and has intercepted this ball from Genie to Foley, who, again, maybe, I mean, I'm not going to get into that selection, but, <laughs> and gets a runaway try and puts us under immense pressure. Look, Foley didn't have a good 35 minutes. I think it was 44. And then pulled. And then pulled. Pulled off. And not in the way that anyone likes to be pulled off, punters, dribblers. The worst pull off yeah. that you could ever ask for. Yeah. Like, you were stopped. You know what? I'll do it myself. Yes. And Genia as well. The decision to pick them. Nick White had been throbbing since he came back to Australia, right? I don't I, look. It doesn't make any sense to me. I was always under the impression that this game was the biggest of the pool. Could be wrong. Maybe Georgia is, but Georgia do have a storied history of rugby union upsets. Uh, upsets, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, 
Look, I, I, they may have won one early in the going. I can't remember. Certainly not sure what Georgia's Rugby Union World Cup record is. Can't can't confirm. That's a Dior punter's dribble. Yes, but they may be the match of the, uh, the match, the of, match the pool. Up of the pool. Look, I, I can't speak for Checker. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe because maybe it was all eyes on Georgia. I don't know. Because you certainly would take. If, if Georgia's the biggest game, mm. then maybe you do save the best halfback in the nation for that. And so you don't start him yes. with Leili Afano or that, well, like, Yeah, exactly. So our two best halves pairings, probably Leili Afano and Nick White. Or, I, or, or White and Tamua. Yeah, one based of the other. On, based on the second half of the Welsh game, I'd say it might be White and Tamua. Let's go with that. Probably, clearly, it would seem saving them for Georgia. For Georgia, and if that's the case, then it might have been a masterstroke. Well, you know, only time will tell. If we do happen to get the chockies against Georgia and progress, it'll it will be it seen will be, as a yeah. masterstroke. Yes, yes, uh, a real, real uh, stroke of genius mm. from Michael Checker. Now. If we were to beat the living shit out of Georgia, Eddie, just to play devil's advocate here, it might then reflect poorly on Michael to have started the game against Wales with what some may argue is not our best halves pairing. Yeah. Look, if Georgia don't turn up and we and we, we, and we put 50 on them, you might say that. You might start to say that. And then you might say to yourself, gee, did we want England in the quarterfinal? Is that what we wanted? With Eddie Jones, who was sitting in the stands making some calculated decisions, um, chuckling to himself, probably. Yeah. Well, I, I saw I saw some chuckles, but I mean, who knows? No, no one really knows. No one do can they, be Tom? sure. No one can be sure. But I don't like the look of England in, in the, the quarter finals versus, say, Argentina or France. But that's just me. That, look, I mean, who knows? Who knows? There, that's a jury's out on that one. Uh, maybe Wales will lose to Fiji. Or Uruguay. Or Uruguay, sorry. Well, have they played either? Don't know if they have. That one of them, Dior. Point being... Well, I think we've made our point. Yeah, I think that's, you know... I think that's the point. That's the point, isn't it? I think that's our rugby union point. Mm. Um, So we look to Georgia or Uruguay, whoever's next... Um, and we pray for miracles, Tom. Yeah, yeah. We pray for miracles. We pray. Because it'd be nice to get it out of the pool. Yeah. But if Checker keeps making questionable decisions, I don't know if we will. No. And then you start looking at whether a bounty is put on <laughs> his head. Metaphorical bounty. But a sizable one. Um, so AFL Grand Final, Eddie, GWS, uh, unfortunately spanked convincingly by the Richmond Tigers. Some may say it's because we refused to go down there and give the boys a boying. Yeah. But we were busy. We were busy, as we said, and we apologise. Uh, well, we don't apologise. We we're never s- apologise. We're sorry you lost, you know, but that's yeah, not yeah. our fault. No. Uh, we couldn't get down there. Um, but anyway, spanking, uh, Richmond, two from three, Dusty, another Norm Smith. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Marlon Pickett. Now that uh, that was a pretty cool story. That dude who was in jail for two years and he was eighteen. Yeah. Then picked this year as a, a mature draft pick mm. or whatever it was, and then mm. debuts in the grand final, scores a goal, played played his ass off. Uh, that was pretty dope, to be fair. 
Yeah, it is cool. That's but, cool. I will. We were talking about this in the office today, right? Like, how does how does that happen in AFL? How does how does it, how do you just get that absolutely pumped and just seemingly forget how to contest and play footy? I mean, you get overawed in the big situation. Like it happens. Manly beat Melbourne forty nil. I know, I know. But what I'm saying, is, yeah, I know, I know. That's what it is. Because like you can just get dominated, right? Think about let me let me bring it down to a level that, that the punter and the dribbler understand. Because the punter and the dribbler may never have played on the big stage of a grand final, though I know we do have some listeners in very high places, Eddie. Uh, You and I would often indulge back in the days when we would live together, uh, smoking marijuana, you know, with reckless abandon and drinking it to excess. Yes. In our downtime, we would play FIFA. Yeah. And often very close games, you know, like you, you, often, you, were, you, were, you were probably more of the dominant team potentially, but you know, pretty close games. But yeah. then, for whatever reason, you'd get a nine-nil blowout, and yeah. it was like, what am I doing and wrong? You, and you had to apologize. And you had to apologize. Well, you had to. Sometimes you would have to. I sometimes never I would. The important thing was that an <laughs> apology was made. But. That well, you just you don't know what happens. Yeah, the, the other person is on. They're hitting through balls. They're doing chip shots. Yeah, they're getting all their tricky moves. They're yeah. passing beautifully, and you're all at sea. Look, I love that. I love that analogy. You know, because it, it's brought it back to reality for me. Yes, because I watched you know all of ten minutes on on Saturday, and yeah. you know thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I was just thinking to myself. These blokes can't get near the footy. No. What is going on? And then when there was some contested stuff to be had, they'd shit the bed or they'd get tackled or they'd kick it out on the full. It was just an it was a mess. Yes. It was an AFL mess. And I, you know, obviously went to the pub and, and carried on with my life. But the point was for that ten minutes, Tom, yeah. I was confused as to what I was seeing. But now, given your powerful contextualization of grand finals in professional sport to and, and glory and domination and everything co- that comes with it to FIFA I'm across it yes I'm across it now because I because I for you to be on and me to be off yeah and I was often on and you were and, and you, you were often off. well sometimes you were on sometimes I was off but if you're on and I'm off or I'm on and you're off then the gulf is wider whereas if say you're on and I'm on you might just be a little bit ahead of me or I might be just a little bit ahead of you and it's close and it comes down to the wire and it's drop goal stuff, it's drop goal stuff or it's bounce of the ball stuff, mm. it's kicks, it's behinds, it's the West Coast Eagles versus Swans 0506 yards. There are so many factors. The situation, uh, big game experience. Mm. Richmond had been there and done it. GWS, just boys. Just or boys. Or turning into men. Turning into men. And you know what? They might be better for this... For this, Better for the run. For this FIFA shellacking. Well, they've got to do they're on the apology tour right now. Oh yeah, they're on an apology tour. And you know what they always say you lose one to win one. That's it. Which is an old sporting adage. Probably born from rugby league. Well, it was it was birthed in, in New South Wales. But proliferated throughout the sporting world. That's correct. Anyway, what I do want to talk about is I would I'm wondering whether in the AFL world, whether AFL is responsible for the greatest amount of dribblers per capita in terms of the fan base. Because post-game, the amount of arrests that were reported post-game of the AFL Grand Final, 
most notably of which, unfortunately, was GWS uh, player Toby Green's old man. Yes, his father. Who he's estranged from, who headbutted a female cop allegedly and got arrested for oh. being shit-faced. Yeah. And also, I mean, firstly, I feel sorry for him and I feel bad for him bringing it up and I feel like the media are assholes for bringing it up, but also like you kind of... Look, it's it's, it's it happened. Yarn. You know it what? Happened. It happened. It happened. It it's happened. They're not they're not making it in the arm. No, they're not. And I can't say I feel bad for saying it if I just said it. Uh, but <laughs> AFL fans, bro, but that's what that's one thing that has always annoyed me is that everyone thinks that AFL is so highbrow. It's like their fans. Nah, how many fights nah. have there been at AFL games this year? And how much racist shit? Shit is, is constantly flung at all the players. I always say this. My analogy would. Would Jonathan Thurston be booed the way Adam Goods was Fuck in rugby no. league? No, no way, because we respect legends. If you go out there and boo Adam Goods like that's disgusting. Like think about think about which the, is exactly what that is. But think about just the, the 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 way we have even just spoken glowingly about Cooper Cronk. Now Queenslander, Rooster, Storm player. I fucking hate all of those teams, mm. but I hold him aloft and I respect what he's done. Yes, AFL fans are just a they're a bunch of bloody dribbling grubs. <laughs> They're grubs, mate. They are. They're just grubs. They are. They're just grubs. And like they, the the punch ons that happen at almost every game, they've got almost more like real rough teams, mate. The AFL as an establishment, as in you know the managerial side of things, they do a wonderful job at yes. sweeping it under their giant carpet. Yes, they've always said that. Very good at hiding things. Big in the carpet they're better business. Than, they're certainly better than the rugby league, uh, than the rugby league uh, head office. Well, they usually get blokes CEOs that have come from a carpet background, Tom. Yes, that's blokes it. Blokes that know their way around rugs. The rug business. Rug business. Yes. Notoriously difficult to master the rug business. Yes. But once you get it. And if you get someone that's sailing. good. Yeah. That's a, why do you think they've got the bloody three strike policy? Like rugby, rugby league's silly that they don't have that three strike drug policy. Do you know how much sweeping can be done with that oh, policy? Yeah. Oh, if you got, if you got, mate, you if basically you got three, got three strikes mate, to do whatever you want. Strike one, no one knows about it except the doctor <laughs> and you. Yeah, strike two, the coach knows. No one else. Did. And then I think three, it's like, all right, oh, bro, the, we've given you three guys. Well, the AFL then, but again, yeah. it's all around. It's a it's a rug based policy. Yes, that's how they approach everything. Yes, can it be swept? How many yeah. times can we sweep this away before the carpet reveals what's underneath? Before the carpet, do you remember in the Starts Simpsons? The show. Do you remember the Simpsons episode where Marge and Lisa go away, and it's just Bart and Homer, I think, for the weekend, and they have so much trash <laughs> in the house that when they get back, they've just put it all under the rug, and they're just walking. Through, it's like they're in a jumping castle. Like the the kitchen yeah, or the yeah. living room is just filled with trash underneath the rug. That is the that is the AFL to a T. Rugby league. I don't know whether it's access to rugs or whether it's again ability with rugs because rugby league struggles to sweep under the rug. I don't think they're. I, look, my initial thoughts would be that they're not hiring the right rug people. Yeah. They're hiring rugby league people not when you need to hire rug people at that managerial level. Yes, that's it. At the rugby, tippy top. Yeah, like rugby league people are fine for, you know, media and coaching roles, 100%. obviously. Yes. I mean, that's what you want. But club CEOs, you know, yeah. like your, your finance. C-suite stuff. Your COOs. You need rug people. You need people you do. that can you need, sweep. You need, you need people that can sweep and that people that know the rug, game. rug game. It's very simple. Yeah. Look, that I mean, it might be the first time you've heard that punters and dribblers, but 
it's well known yeah. in the circles that Tom and I frequent. So Sunday, UFC two four three in Melbourne, Israel Adesanya versus our boy Aussie Rob the Reaper Whitaker. Yeah, couldn't be stiffer for this. Aussie Rob could not be stiffer. Now the card itself, the rest of the card isn't going to put lead in the pencil, as it no. were. It's all right. Tied to Ivasa's fighting. Uh, he needs a win. He's got two two back-to-back losses. Bam Bam needs Bam Bam needs, needs a win. But this fight between Israel and Robert Whitaker, I would argue... Australia versus New Zealand. Well, there's that. There's certainly a trans-Tasman flavor to it. Everyone loves a trans-Tasman narrative. Loves time. it. The, the, I watched the UFC countdown for it, and it started with the Wallabies playing the All Blacks and the Harker, and it's like these two countries, blah, 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 lots of shit. I check that out if you're a if you're a fan of your UFC. Oh, I will. Where do I find that? Uh, I shared it with you on Spinning Plates, our MMA based you uh, WhatsApp group. Thank which you. You will be able to find Punish Dribblers. You won't because you're not in it. Um, <laughs> but the um, the fight is not just anticipated in the uh, Asia Pacific or the Oceania region. No, this is possibly the most anticipated fight of the year. Can you tell me of one that's more anticipated? Maybe Khabib's comeback, possibly, but he's not fighting. Well, no, because he's. I mean, if Khabib Tony happens, that'll be it. Like it's that. Yes. Otherwise, you know, Stipe, DC, maybe. But this is Adesanya undefeated in UFC, absolute freak, Nigerian heritage, uh, New Zealand, uh, but New, you know, a New Zealander by way of New Zealand. Robert Whitaker, born, lived a day in New Zealand, then moved to Australia. Got Maori blood in him, but I believe maybe some indigenous Dior that. I'm not sure that could be wrong. Also, an absolute animal. Absolute like a animal. Psychopath. Middleweight champion. Adesanya he's is fights the with Yoel champion. Rom- he's fights with Yoel Romero with a stuff of gladiatorial legend. Yes. They're both, and, and different styles. Adesanya's a freak kickboxing world, former kickboxing world champion. Robert Whitaker, just a hard, tough as nails, almost prefers to win fights if he's got a broken limb. It's like, I need to have a fractured hand or a broken knee. Or I like need to overcome hand. physical adversity. Yes, for this to be, you know, truly satisfying for yeah, me. for him, because yeah. he's, that's such as... Such as the toughness of yeah, the man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Aussie tough. Aussie tough. Cannot wait for it. Uh, we've got a huge weekend ahead of us. Uh, and if the punter and the dribbler is also going to Hans Zimmer on Saturday night, like Eddie and I are, that's the composer Hans Zimmer. We're going to go and have a skin full and listen to some composing. Then you get up and in the morning uh, you've got your UFC. or 12 p.m.? Day, sorry. You've got, you've got the prelims and then the... Main card from 12? Main card from 12. Yep. Then you're into a rugby league grand final, Eddie. It's just one of the great days, one of the biggest weekends. Well, the October long weekend has always been one of the all-timers. And for those living south of Queensland, you also also get to enjoy the fruits of Daylight Saving. That's it. Which kicks in this Sunday, 2 a.m. So it it doesn't get much better. It doesn't than that. get it better. doesn't get much better. This than is that. also to those who live in Brisbane, suck shit. Yeah, you losers up there. Oh, well, as if you need daylight savings. It's like no one needs daylight savings, but it's a nice little kickabout when you get into summer and it doesn't get dark till eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Like you, this is summer starts for the north for the southern states on Sunday. That's right. Summer starts then. You losers don't get anything. 
You don't get it. Summer starts for you in December. Enjoy getting up with the sun at four in the morning. You losers. Get it right. Just quickly before we get into dribbler dribbles, punters, dribblers. Uh, look, it's always important to tip your cap uh, to yourself. Nod to yourself when you can. Well, it's, it's, it's just patting yourself on the back every now and then and saying, job well done. So self-motivation, self-motivation. Now, some of you may have seen on our Instagram, we got given a very, like a very grimy, dank uh, betting tip last week. Which we love. Which we absolutely love. We encourage. It's the currency in which we trade. Correct. Now, to remind the punter and the dribbler, the tip was Ethiopian president E.B. Ahmed for the Nobel Prize, $18 on sports bet. So, obviously, we shared that out to the punter and the dribbler because value for us is value for you. Mm. And that's what we want. Now... And we're addicted to value. We're addicted to value. Um, not addicted to much in this world, but value, certainly something I'm addicted to. Now, it's no surprise, punters and dribblers, such as the influence and the reach that we have that within... 15, 25 minutes of us putting that call out, that out to the, the the sort of the the value signal out to the punter and the dribbler. That's the market actually. The president was re, was was removed from the market, or it was what's the term called when it's suspended betting? You couldn't bet on him. They suspended betting on the man after five minutes. Yeah. If that's not evidence of where we sit, not only atop the heap but just in the sporting landscape of this great nation. If you can get markets suspended, then... What else can you do? You know what it is? It's signs of being top the heap. Yeah. You can't suspend markets if you're not top the heap. We've been telling you this over and over and over again. And the proof is in the pudding. And that pudding is a suspended market on Ethiopian President <laughs> E.B. Muhammad or Ahmed. Anyway, don't know if the, it's uh, it's been... But then the, the market was opened back up. You know what he was at, Eddie? $2. So not only do we suspend markets, but we move them. Time for some dribbler dribbles. First one we've got is from Same Westbrook on Instagram, obviously, at Hello Sport Podcast. I feel like Same's he's dribbled before. Same likes to dribble. Gentlemen, I'd like to raise a moral quagmire I've dwelled over for the past few days. After my oblivious American girlfriend saw Boyd Cordner's alpha as fuck bum chin on the TV, she was mortified and commented on how it was gross. Offended, I leapt to the defense of the generational throbber and man-child and said it's beyond his control. This got me thinking, who has slash had the most alpha chin greatest ga- in the greatest game of all? Popular opinion will lean towards the Cleary boys and Brent Tate, but I would also throw Boyd's great bum chin in the mix. The bum chin isn't everyone's cup of tea and is often wrongly associated with those with a penchant for excessive Horn. Ah, oh, think Quagmire from Family Guy being horny. Interested in your thoughts. All the best with the forever handsome blah, blah, blah. All the best. We'd end. Um, now, same obviously not... Same's an OG punter dribbler here, but obviously not as OG as some. Mm. We have gone through in the past great chins in world sport and, you know, uh, without a doubt, Boyd Corden is there. Yeah. Boyd Cordner is absolutely one of the great chins of all time in world sport. That thing is ridiculous. He's got an all-timer. And to... It looks like there's a black hole in the center of that bum chin. To suggest that bum chins aren't in. Oh, bum chins are in, baby. Bum chins 
are the original chin. They are. They're the king of the chin, the bum chin. Chin Chin point oh, absolutely. Think Elton Flatley's chin. Yeah. One of the greats. <laughs> Dripping in what? Dripping in... Bum. Bum. <laughs> He's all bum. He's first team all bum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boyd Cordner with the black hole bum chin. Yeah. Cam Smith, bum, bum chin. chin. Willie Mason, huge chin. That's more a jaw-based chin, but yep. a great chin. Mark Guy, great chin. Great chin. Mark Guy. Well, I don't know if Mark Guy particularly has a great chin. I feel like you may have been forgetting Mark Guy's chin. Doesn't he? I don't think it's a, a chin of note. Okay. But certainly Nathan Cleary, great chin. Bum chin. Bum chin and strong jaw. Yeah. Um, the great Carl Lee was a former wrestler. I certainly would ask the punter and the dribbler to Dior on his chin. Um now, Mark Webber had a great chin. I'm just trying to remember back to these I think ones his, that we did. Was his bummy? His, I feel like, had a touch of bum to it and also just the jawline. Um, who, who, was the, who was the... Mark Webber, great bum. Great bum. Great bum. Who was the, uh, the British race car driver? Is it Monaghetti? Mm, you'd have to look that up. Steve Monaghetti? No, it's not Steve Monaghetti. Oh, good. Oh, Cadell Evans. Bum. Oh, Jesus. Cadell Evans is all How bum. did we forget him? It's certainly not Steve Monaghetti, punish dribblers. Do not even waste your time. That is all Dude, bum, that's bro. all bum. That thing would fill out a pair of jeans. Mate, you, you know what got him to the top of the Alps? That thing. That thing. When the legs were drained and all hope was lost... That bum chin, that bum chin dragged him. him to the top. Yeah, without of it, the no. outdoors. Correct. Now I'm just gonna have to try and who is this fucking English driver? It's gonna piss me off. Brent Tate, though, without a doubt, great chin, one of the great chins in world sport. Um, but punish dribblers. Tony Carroll's got a great Tony chin. Tony Carroll, one of the one meanest of the gr- chins. It just bang, yeah. not a bum. No, it's like a straight pointy chin. Look at this thing. Yeah, Tony Carroll's Look is... Look at that. To, and you know what? And it's... It's, it's almost like a slip really. Yeah, it is. It's like a, it's like a, a scoop. Yes. A shoehorn. A shoehorn. It's, like it's like a thick shoehorn yeah, chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shoehorn. Dripping in shoehorn. That's shoe shoehorn stuff. Um, but d- there's obviously people that we've forgotten in the great chin department. So by Look, all you means... Can't, you can't always remember great chins off the top of the old dome. No. But I think we've got a couple of we've them. We've got a couple in there. Um, but certainly, punters, dribblers, send in your great chins in world sport because we'll get around them. Certainly will. We'll get around them. Put, in it, our- look, um, put, put a carousel up on Instagram. Great chins. Great chins in world sport. We'll do a little an, an ode to great chin, an art installation on our Instagram. Yes, do an art installation. Love an ode that. to great chins. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. All right, next. Dribble. BJ Edwards. Shout out, BJ. How are you, brah? Sub, brah. Little dribble for the next potty. Shout out to Jack Walters, a great friend, housemate, and schoolboy throbber who peaked very early in high school and hasn't done anything since. He has recently discovered he has a yeast allergy. No beers, no pizza, and no good times. If hay fever is beta, can we get a comment on piss-take allergies such as this? Gamma comes to mind. Oh, and a little shout out to Bass Gingy. Dogging a boys' trip planned months ago to watch his precious salary cap breaking roosters and RIP the asbestos eagles. 
Look, Bass dogging the boys is never good. No. Never that's, good. That's a, a for for a boys trip. Like your team won last year as well, dude. Like what the fuck do you want? Look, grand final I would have I would would have allowed, but not the preliminary. Well, I'm trying to yeah, who knows? It might have been the grand final, but maybe it wasn't. This was sent before. Uh but let's get back to the original question of yeast allergies. Yeast allergies. That is gamma. Yeah. You can't eat bread, you can't eat pizza, you can't sink piss. Simple. Simple. What life is that? And now that's not life at all. It just seems like a tough one to what are you what Look, are you, I know there's workarounds, but from where I'm sitting, it's it's certainly an allergy that you would pick to have last. Yes. I am thinking If I'm throwing out a list of allergies, you pick yeast allergy last. Last. Very last. And I mean, I'm just not really sure. Do we have any uh are there any other really sort of like beta allergies allergies they're all pretty beta they're all allergies sorry allergies are pretty beta. allergies are beta unfortunately like if a nut a little nut can kill you (laughs) you know what i mean obviously that's a tough spot to be in but like i I feel sorry for you yes but i mean it's not alpha is it no certainly not alpha Allergies are all beta. The but yeast one, the, the yeast. yeast one, particularly beta, because the sacrifices that need to then be made, and by sacrifices I mean beer, pizza, bread, everything that I yeah. consume daily. You just get like an upset tummy. Like there's nothing. It's just a tough spot, dude. So Jack Walters is uh, a little gamma bitch with his yeast allergy. Sorry, Jack, but I hope you're listening. Uh, Fucking yeast-free beers soon. Beers never, really. Body sad soon. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Probably not, actually. Woods, well, look, if I decide to have one, we can have one together. Yeah. All right, Eddie, uh, you're on the next one. Uh, Shawnee Williams, just a dribbler thought for you, gentlemen, of a steam throbbed in the wake of the PM13 squad to face Fiji. Imagine being a little Fijian kid, a future semi-Rajraja even, and waiting at Nadi Airport to see some NRL out and out throbbers step off the plane. But then a couple of carvers never in Reed Mahoney and Paul... Momorowski. Momorowski step off the plane. First ScoMo gave Fiji a big Nabra about climate change, and now he's followed up with the double Nabra with a beta-infused footy team. Carvers soon. <laughs> I think that's more of a statement from Sean <laughs> <Yeah>. than anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Reed Mahoney's pretty good. Uh, he had a good season. Momorowski certainly a carver's never at this stage. <laughs> um, I don't – I think the PM's 11 is usually a mixture of um, – 13. Sorry, the PM's 13 is often a side picked um, like on – Sort of, you know, oh, they had a pretty good season. We've heard, we know their name now, and also some people that maybe Mal wants to have a look at before the end of season yeah. shit. Great tryers. Yeah, but there's a bit mixed in with some throbbers. Like, I just, I'm going to get it up. PM's 13. Here we go. PM's 11. 13. God damn it. <laughs> Clint Gutherson, throbber. Kyle Felt, he's a carver's never. Paul Momorowski's probably a carver's never. Now, the strongest red nut of all times made it, though. Brad Parker. Has he? Brad's in. The household name, the ginger ant. Throbber. Throbber. Uh, Blake Ferguson, throbber. Cody Walker, throbber. Mitchell Moses, not a throbber, but, you know, someone who's, like, playing well. Good season. Good season. Paul Vaughan, 
good player, but not a throwback. Ben Hunt. Yeah. Payne Haas, throbber. Wade Graham, throbber. Tyson Frizzell, throbber. Jake Trebojevic, one of the great throbbers. Jai Arrow, throbber. Ruben the Sandwich Garrick, throbber. David Fafita, throbber. Reed Mahoney, Carvers maybe. Nathan Brown, Carvers maybe. Thomas Flegler, Carvers maybe. Or never. I'd say there's probably more Carvers soon than Carvers never in that lineup. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Carvers soon in there. And there's almost a lot of – there's a lot of Carvers now in there. Yes. And well, some Carvers forever. Yes. Uh, Jake Tavoyevich yeah, yeah. is a Carvers forever. all the Carvers, you know. Yeah. He'll have all the Carvers. And when he's carvers. when he's sick of it, then everyone else gets to go. Yeah, that's it. So I'd actually say to you uh, – what was his name? Sean? Sound, Sean. Sound Don Pappy or Sean Williams. Uh, I'd say, look – Paul Momorowski's certainly not a Carver's... I get where you're coming from by bringing Carver's never blokes on tour. Yes. But generally speaking... The side has... It's pretty sick. Uh, Now, before we go, Eddie, obviously the uh, Dribbler hotline. Now, we've been inundated on the Dribbler hotline. Absolutely inundated. Just nonstop, but you might say only inundated by one person. Uh... This, I believe, I, I can't. He says his name a few times in here, but he he was desperate to record the Viking clap for us at the Raiders game. And uh, look, he sent us about twelve things. Hey fellas, it's just Dunners. I called up earlier with my dribble about potentially recording the uh, Viking clap, and I'm now on site. I just thought I'd give it a bit of catch and see whether I could get any telecommunication. Checking in, checking in. Sounds good. Seems good. I will call back, hopefully, right before kickoff. All right. There's the first one. We now roll down. This is what you call the dribbler hotline for a reason. Because this was dripping. Hey, fellas, it's done. I said I'd do this. Hold on. Listen to how they're capturing the Viking club. Doesn't exactly capture the uh <laughs> doesn't exactly capture the uh excitement <laughs> the fucking <club. laughs> Sounds like he's trying to break down a door. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. There were definitely some infiltrators from South who tried to fuck out with their own drum beat to fucking ruin it. My apologies. <laughs> there was definitely the worst Viking pub I've ever seen. It's definitely the worst Viking pub I've ever seen. <laughs> we continue. Fellas, <laughs> just wanted to give you an update. I heard that the latest information was that... Uh, it was not actually an inside job from the uh, Rabbitohs to undermine the Viking club. It was just all the fucking violins that were here, about 17,000 of them that fucked it over. Anyway, back to it. See you, fellas. <laughs> he's, been, he's been promising to do this for, like, a very long time, and it just all went to shit for him. 
That was incredible. That was what we made the dribbler hotline, hotline for. Uh, Dunners, I believe, was what he was. That was fantastic. Dunners, you're a you're a legend. You're a rugby league legend. Look, I mean, I'd I'd have to go along with you. That Viking clap just didn't seem to be top shelf. No, I think that the TV somehow does it a little more justice. Only just. Only just, but still does. But that's it for this week, punters, dribblers. That was fun. Thank you very much for uh, your dribbles, for your for your dribbler hotline dribbles and IG dribbles at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. If you want the dribbler hotline, punters, dribblers is 02-8123-2187. That's the dribbler hotline where you can leave your dribbles. Feel free to do that at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Uh, that's about it, I think, Eddie. Mate, pumped. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>